This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the MK1 podcast, your only hub for everything Milton Keynes Dons. Well, we thought we'd come this come to this episode this week with uh, some potential news about maybe maybe one signing if we were lucky or something else happening. But we come to you this week with not a lot of news to be honest, but certainly a lot of questions, that's for sure. And obviously, topics still to talk about heading into, of course, Lincoln on Saturday and the return of league action at Stadium MK. Um, and as as with additions, of course, in the coaching department, which we get into also. But before we do that, I'll introduce um, rest of the gents on the call. Ross, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, all well and good, mate. Thanks. Good stuff. Obviously, me, myself, and Ross have got the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend, which uh, I don't think we're looking forward to, considering we're both Dolphins and Ravens fans, and both our QBs are injured. But we won't talk about that too much more. And uh, we'll bring in we'll bring in Joe. How are you, mate? Yeah, all good. I'm, I'm actually getting used to not watching Doms. It's been so long. That's why I'm finding a bit reluctant to go back, but needs must, I guess. Yeah, I know. I was quite enjoying like going to Palace, watching Southampton game, and then doing a non-liga. But uh, yeah, here we are. Back talking about Milton Keynes. And as we sort of intro the, the episode two, maybe pretty poorly about nothing happening. Um, Obviously, January window is open. It's been open for a good, what, we're on our second week of it now, halfway through our second week of it. And We've had we've had no signings, and I think I think to say some people are worried is an understatement. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's not our job to sort of say, oh, it's all it's all okay and everything like that, because it's definitely not where we are in the league. But um, we're just going to chat about the start of the episode, why that potentially is, and are we expecting anything soon, and our opinions and things like that. So I suppose Ross, obviously, there's I said there's no signings. So far in the window, um, we know the club, uh, Leeds Wheating and Co are working on getting players in the door. Um, what are your thoughts on it all, mate? Um, it's a bit of a weird one because of obviously, in, in yes, you were obviously you want to take advantage of the two week break and 
you could obviously get the numbers in and um, get the training ground minutes and you can start installing um, and gelling these new new players if you did get them through early doors. Um, but I think what just settled me was just listening to, obviously, uh, Jacko's interview in terms of just sitting down, with, obviously, with the club and um, saying um, he, ca- he can sign any player and he, he will if he needs to, but he wants to enhance the squad. And I think that's just such a key thing um, at the moment because of, Obviously, I know all of us agree on this point, but in the summer, maybe we we were quite guilty of just signing uh, players just to build up the the squad numbers as such. And um, there were a few signings which just didn't work out. Um, but now we we as as we say, Liam Sweet in um, Winkleman slightly mentioned it, and obviously Jacko mentioned it in terms of they're looking at certain profiles now, and I think. Finding quality in this in this January transfer window, yes, it's it's. I think there is quality around, but obviously you've got to be patient and um, you've got to be quite shrewd with the um with the transfer market because of like like of obviously Ipswich, we don't have like one point five million to spend on a Nathan Broadhead or um George Hurst and paying him massive wages a week. We're trying to be sustainable stick to our model, trust our own guns and sell our own pitch of the stadium and everything else, trusting the youth, developing youth. And I I think at the moment, yes, I'm I'm frustrated the fact that we haven't signed anyone, but in the same breath in the same breath, he's got belief in his own players and what we've got at this club. And I think that's a bit of a um boost for the players which are at the club at the moment because the manager's got faith in them and I think we're going to have to stick together, and I think as a group, if we are to get out of this situation, we we have to rely on the players which are at the club at the moment. Yeah, I think it's a point we touched upon um, a little bit last week. In the fact, on the topic of Cody, actually, and sort of said that I think um, we've kind of seen a similar sort of group of players over these past couple of months, and you know, from watching the analysis and looking at the data, I'm sure Jacko is realise the same thing and we probably haven't seen the likes of Akiode, for example. Yes, he's been injured, but the point still matters in the fact that, you know, he's just come back into training. So no one's really seen what he's actually about. And I feel it's fair to say that in his periods that he did make, he maybe didn't set the best impression, but was it the best system for him? Maybe not. I mean, who knows? It's a different manager. It's a different philosophy in many ways. And I'm expecting... Has been recalled yet? Of course, he had just come back into training, so imagine it'd be a few weeks away, and if he was to potentially be on the bench for Lincoln, but that's the type of player Joe who will be looking to impress Jacko, but also just a bit of a fresh start for him in terms of coming into the club and maybe not getting the minutes he wanted to. Yeah, I think we also mentioned about with other players how there's the potential for them to, and I hate this new phrase, and I'm not saying that's what we're doing, but almost be like new signings. Um, I think there is the temptation to just go, you know, a shot, almost shotgun in and just basically just shoot as much as you can and hopefully some of it comes off. And I'm not saying that that's what happened in the summer, but I think there was an obvious attempt to get everything done early in the summer. We moved a lot earlier than a lot of other teams, so maybe we missed out on some players that were available later in the window that, you know, maybe a Portsmouth or an Oxford were able to pick up. Um, but I think, you know, one, what we're doing this window is quite deliberate in just not shooting our bolt 
as such. Um, we've also um, just got a new manager. So, you know, five days before the window comes in, before the window opens, he takes charge of his first match. And, you know, there, there would have been months of preparation in the recruitment department. However, there's been a change of manager. So what a striker for Mark Jackson looks like might not be what a striker for Liam Manning looks like. So, you know, people are, you know, people might say, oh, it's all Sweetin's fault. He, he does the signings. Well, I think there's, a, a, you know, it's the collaboration. So Mark Jackson might actually say, no, 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 my midfielders don't need to be tippy-tappy. I want a destroyer in there. I want someone that's going to, you know, turn things up and and just get the ball and then pass it to his mate and not do anything anything fancy. So you know, I'm not saying that, that could be totally wrong, but um, yeah. So I think we need to just have some patience, really. Um, and we've seen already seen with the likes of Ethan Robson and Henry Lawrence that you know are their best performances for the club against top of the league away from home. Um, look, it was not always one game, but it was a start. And if we can just see that sort of thing with a few other members from the squad, because when we signed Ethan Robson in the summer, we weren't all going, oh, great, yeah, Ethan Robson, yeah, he'll be on the bench. Or we were like, get in there. When we signed Henry Lawrence, there was a level of excitement, not only because he, you know, tossed off AFC the year before, but it was just, um, you know, it was, it, you know, he's come from Chelsea, he's got a level of quality, but he just hasn't been hitting that enough this season. But we've saw probably saw more in that first in that game from Henry Lawrence. And maybe we've even seen from tonight at times this season, you know, because tonight's had a bit of a quiet start to the season. So, yeah, I think, um, I mean, in terms of positions, I think, as you say, the Coyote, whole, the whole Coyote thing, I think it points to him staying and us running with four strikers um, with the possibility then maybe for Dennis to go out on loan, Dennis to actually get be playing week in, week out. Because um, I think it, with recalls that if it's not really done by now, I would be surprised if it if it does happen at this point. Yeah, it would have to be a bit of a um, maybe injury situation or someone that they hadn't current clubbers that can move on to the MTA recalled now. It's very very late in the window when it comes to recalls. But I think going back to that transfer policy of as Joe's Jam Ross said striking early, I suppose. To be fair, to, to back up Sweeten, I think is in terms of the marquee sort of striking early signings in previous windows, it actually worked out quite nicely. Obviously, we got Harry Darling in the January, meant to be a summer signing, and obviously he did really well and moved on to Swansea. Same with Scott Twine, he was the first signing of the um, summer window, had a great season, moved on to Burnley. So I think the the case study was there to to go early again. Um and I suppose with the summer we actually had some of our key players still there. So maybe we're in a better position than we would have been in previous windows. But as I've mentioned, I think we just struck out a bit. And um, here we are now trying to rebuild that, but definitely got some decent players in there. Um, I wanted to raise a point that Albie, Albie mentioned on our Twitter. And thanks to Albie for submitting this comment about um, Ross. Do we feel that maybe Liam Sweeting has already got some signings lined up? but maybe Jacko has sort of said, I want to give the current squad a few weeks to see how I feel about them and make some decisions on who's staying and who's going. And then maybe post Lincoln, bringing them in. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think there's always going to be preparation because obviously um, they always bang on about how that we've got plans in place for obviously um, certain players leaving. And I think you're always prepared and you've always got that, that, short list as such. I bet they've probably got about five players in each position or potential players, loans, permanents. 
who can come in either in January or the summer. Because obviously, I, I believe um, they work ahead. I think that's how they normally do it, but I could be wrong. Um, but just in relation to Albie's question, I don't personally at the moment, I don't feel like um, they're, they're waiting until after Lincoln to announce them. I think, I think it genuinely is. They're just trying to do, just do business in the right way and not overspend. And I think they're just testing the waters at the moment. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that after what I've seen um, in the last what three games under Jacko, I think there there has been improvements, um, and I think obviously having time on the tr- the training ground and everything else, which is built up in these last two weeks, I'm I'm really intrigued by what's what's going to happen at Lincoln because of at the end of the day, if we put anything like we did the performance against Plymouth against Lincoln, we should we should be getting a result. Yeah, most definitely. And we'll, we'll get on to um, why we think that later on our little LinkedIn preview that Joe will lead. But I think um, I think they've mentioned, it's happened several times, and it's not just the managers that have said this, I think the media team also said this in the fact that um, some people always reckon they hold off signings and they wait to announce and things like that. And it's been denied quite a few times, hasn't it, Joe? But I mean, do you think that's the case here also? They're just trying to work hard to get players in rather than potentially wait for the right time to bring them in instead? I think, um, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, Jacko, he's been working with the players for the last two weeks. So I know people might say about games, etc., but the game is 90 minutes football and he's been seeing them for like, what, three, four hours every day for the last two weeks. So in terms of, yeah, look, I can't tell you everything about a player, but he's going to have a better indicator than a lot of us are going to have, even from the ones of us that have been to pretty much every game this season. He's probably seen more in the last two or three weeks than we've seen in our in, seen this season, um, just by the nature of it. And um, so I think Jackson's got a good idea where he needs to improve. He would have watched games from um, from from the past as well, so he wouldn't, you know, hopefully identified areas where we are weak. And I think he's he's already said that he's spoken to Liam Sweeten, and their ideas are quite aligned actually on that. So for me, it just shows that. We're pretty much we're just not going scattergun for it, um, and we're just doing it. You know, sent, like like Ross said, we're not just going to blow our wad on uh, a player that's going to upset the apple cart, and and you know, we're not going to risk because you know, it's it's one of these where that you don't you step. It feels horrible to say this, but planning for League Two, you've always got to have that in the back of your mind. And if you're giving out contracts to people on 10 grand a week, hoping it's going to keep you up and just throwing money at it, what happens if you go down and your crowds go down even more, the TV money goes down even more? You're stuffed. And it creates a bad culture because you've got big earners and then you have people coming in on you know 10% of that wage. It's just an unhealthy situation to be in. So you can't just compromise all of your... You know, I'm sure there's a wage structure at the club. Um, I'm sure there's all this sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I just think we're just taking our time. We're doing it properly. We're doing it thoroughly. But I also think just Jackson needs needs his time. Because um, he might not be 100%. I'm sure he's got an idea of what he wants, but he might still be just fine-tuning that idea. And um, it's, it's early. I mean, what, what's the date today? The, the 11th. So we're a third of the way through the window. And I dare say that at least half of the teams in League One haven't made a sign. 
okay, I've seen Forest Green make a few signings, but none of them really stand out to me. Jordan Garrick, everyone thinks is really good because he has had a few, few really good games, but he's had, he's barely even played for Lincoln this year. And Lincoln are a team that aren't exactly amazing. So he's going to bloody score a hat-trick against us in the next week, isn't he? <laughs> but um, I mean, it's, it's just one of them where, you know, I think it's almost a FOMO, the fear of missing out. I can't remember who it was last season. But they were never, I, know, I remember it when we were in League Two. Ryan Watson never got played. And it was always like Houghton and McGrandles. And I remember all the time people like, why isn't Ryan Watson playing? Why isn't Ryan Watson playing? Well, he he wasn't. And then but, but that only came around because he was on the bench. And then he comes in and people are like, oh, right, yeah, okay, I see why. And then he's the one that's now in League Two. And then you've got Houghton, who's first in League One. And McGrandles, who's where's McGrandles? Ipswich. Uh, no, Charlton, isn't he? So he's he's doing all right for himself. Um, so I think it's just a case of yeah, FOMO, and just um, you know, if we if we're not being seen to be busy in terms of numbers coming in, because we don't need bloody numbers. The numbers are just going to make it even worse. We need quality, and I think that's what Jackson was really stressing in his um, little update this week. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And if you haven't given that a watch, definitely should. It's um it's a nice little I think ten minute interview between him and Ant that gives you a bit of context about what's happening this week and you know what's going on in that transfer business as Joe sort of outlined. But of course we have made uh, one signing, not for the first team, but for the football staff. Um we've got Paul McGrath in from Port Vale, who whose specific role is to work on the well, without putting it into bluntness, the physicality of the players. Obviously, Jacko's come out and said that that's quite a key a key part of his play style. So he he this uh, Paul McGrath who's come in his main role is going to be to improve that and work alongside Tom Bromley. So I mean, Ross, I don't know about you, but I'd argue that McGrath coming in is probably maybe not the most important signing, but definitely the second most important signing of the whole window, to be honest, because we're going to need we need that physicality for sure. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it quite. Uh quite nicely there in terms of obviously it aligns with Jacko's plans and tactics. Uh, we saw bits of it again, obviously against Plymouth, um, the high press. And I think, I think Jacko realizes is he want, um, I think he mentioned it in his, uh, in his little presser um, where he said, obviously um, he, he wants to win back the ball as quickly as he possibly, as we possibly can. So he says, um, when you're in control of the ball, they don't score goals. And that that is the simple truth of it. Um, and I think obviously getting McGrath in um, that highlights that. And um, hopefully um, we. I'm not saying they're up, they're unfit because they can run a lot further than what I can. Um, but let's just um, hope he can take them up that extra notch. And um, we talk about levels in this league. And let's just hope we can work harder, be better in every way on the pitch than the opposition each week. I mean, yeah, Ross, you bang on there. And I, I think Dawson, the boy in the week, also came out, Jerry, and said about how he's already seeing and the lads are already seeing how much work Jacko, McGrath and Co are already putting into it and everything like that. So that's a good sign. And of course, once we actually get an assistant head coach in also, which is still yet to happen, um, could be a good little squad going there. Yeah, I think um, um, by, the, by the sounds of it, Tom, Tom Bromley's now able to actually focus on um, the likes of the, the player development plans. So I think, you know, he's going to be working individually, I think, with the gym work and that sort of thing. And uh, McGrath's going to be in charge of... And he's actually he's actually got a 
he's got a university degree in all that sports science stuff and then he's also he's actually also got coaching license as well so he knows like within football how it you know he knows it's not just like he's some sports science geek he, he you know he's a football man as well for what it counts for um well it sounds fit and um yeah so i think with the style of play i think we've seen at leeds you know that that they had you know often, often had muscle injuries to players just purely from like load management and that sort of thing so i think it's going to be about you know in training you know whether or not we can go out for lever or, or whether he's going to say look we've got a game on tuesday we're going to need this 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 person to go take it a bit easy and to be fair, other than Dara Burns, which was a contact injury, um, and Coyote, I'm not sure what his injury was. We've pretty much got a clean bill of health, bar obviously Dean Lewington. So, um, yeah, I think that's really um, it's a good space to start with. Um, so hopefully we can um, continue with that and the, um, and it's a success. Yeah, in terms of obviously, I think is it, is it um, Dagger? What's his first name? can't remember is it aaron aaron dagger i mean dagger yeah dagger rival so i think yeah so i think for me his role is almost similar to david wright's so i think he's you know he will be on on the pitch with the players helping coaching but i think he's definitely you know one of looking at the big picture sort of thing in if the games etc he's very much like a sort of analyst but he again he's got a coaching background as well i believe um so look we it's not as if we've you know, he's not his right hand man, but again, I wouldn't say that that's you know, because I'm sure the club have not said to him, Nah, you can't have one, <laughs> and that's why he's not got one. He's gonna because you know, you look at you look at say Russell Martin, for instance, he had Luke Williams here since he left Swansea, he left Swansea City and he left Russell Martin, and you know, Matt Gill, who who came in towards the end of um. Uh, his time at uh, Russ's time at MK Dons, they're now working, and it seems like they're doing. You know, they're, they're doing a lot better this season in terms of performances, etc. So sometimes it, it it just needs to be the right fit, and I'm pre- I'm pretty sure that like Russ and Luke have never met before, but they got told you know they'd be a good match with each other for the style of play, etc. So I really do think it's important that you know if you're going to be with this person twelve hours a day. You're going to be travelling to the other end of the country every other week with this person. You're going to be making key decisions with this person in private moments and in on you know in the most intense moments in the middle of a football game. So just to select you know your mate, well that's not going to work. But you need to but just to select someone because they're good on paper, that's not going to work as well. You've got to find the right character to have alongside you. So I think you know it's just sensible and. It's, yeah, I don't think the club are stalling on this at all. I think it's just a case of, well, no, we're not. We're not just going to do do it to tick a box and say no. This is a person. Of, you know, oh yeah, let's get one in. It's going to be a case of, let's get the right person, in, which I'm all for. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I say we've we've definitely got enough members of the squad currently. So, um, yeah, I don't think we need any more people clogging up that right now but um, obviously the players that are part of the first team squad have been hard, hard at work over the past two weeks training um, obviously that aggressive style and physicality have been clearly been key points in what Jacko wants to introduce MK Dons and I'm sure they've worked on that quite heavily this week um, and yeah I mean you, you can see from the Leeds sides and if you watch the Amazon documentary on Leeds United Academy you can very clearly see the style of football that Jacko wants to implement he, probably wants quite a physical striker up top, um, either as a one or a two, and then the wingers either side of him to be quite counter-attacky, pacey, um, either for a goal also. 
Um, Ross, is there anything there that maybe Don's fans would be surprised about when it comes to Jacko style that you know of um, and they might see get implemented against Lincoln? To be completely honest with you, I know as much as what probably a basic football football bloke knows, only because of um, I haven't watched documentaries myself because uh, I don't have Amazon Prime. But um... oh, I borrow my login, mate. <laughs> no, but I haven't watched them. But I, I, I can, I can assure you from all the games I've been watching. Well, for the three games I, I have been watching, is in the middle of the park is where we will either lose or win games. That's from what I know. Right, gents, let's turn our focus to Saturday and a return to AMK, a return to league action, uh, welcoming Lincoln City to Milton Keynes. Um, I would love to say it's going to be an exciting game, this one, Joe, but with the two teams who uh, have the worst open play issue in the league, um, I'm not too hopeful it's going to be lots of goals on this one. Yeah, I think you've got it off to quite a good start. Because I know, I, I always Lincoln start with a good just, Yeah. Lincoln are just one of the weirdest teams. Just looking at that, I can't really work them out. Um, I'm going to give it a go, though. Um, they're currently managed by, I think his, his name's Matt Kennedy, um, who's, who's a, a, I think he's a coach at uh, like youth team level. Um, and he's, he's, he's coming and he's done OK. Um, I don't think there's much hope for Lincoln going into the season. So I think a sort of good mid-table, top-half finish would be the goal for them. They currently sit in 16th. Um, however, just they're currently seven points above the relegation zone. However, I would by no means say that they are safe. Their form seems them with um, in the last six. And I think it's one win in ten, I think Ross was saying. Um, and in that time, they're just, you know, this season, they've only won six games. Um, same as us, we've won six games also. However, they've drawn 11 games. Ten of those games are at home. They they're the only unbeaten team at home in the league. However, their league form is the sixteenth best because they've won two and drawn ten. And I just can't really work them out. Um, they've had some really notable results this season, especially away from home. Um, they beat Ipswich one nil away from home. They beat Barnsley one nil away from home, and they beat Derby County two nil, um, which is really mightily impressive. Um, in all those games, it was sort of backs against the wall situations and they seem to really thrive in that area whereas you know in home games against Accrington and Forest Green they both drew both they drew both of them they've lost to Cambridge they've lost to Burton Albion they lost comprehensively to Shrewsbury um, they failed to beat Fleetwood failed and you know it, it, they've only beat two teams in the bottom half so below ninth place they've only won two games and then in the top eight they've won four games so you know go figure and I think it's simply because they're potentially much more daring and sort of, you know, willing to go for a game against the smaller teams. And then that's when they're being carved open. I think um, they're much more likely to, you know, open up and go for a game against a team in the bottom half. And, you know, they're being picked off, essentially. They're only, as I say, they've only won two games against teams below eighth place. Um However, against these bigger teams, it seems like they've taken the decision to be more solid. And when that happens, they, you know, do all right. They do all right. Um, and they, you know, let's, let's be honest, Lincoln, uh, when they beat Ipswich and Derby and Barnsley, they all got absolutely battered. However, they nicked it and they held on firm. So, you know, you've got to say fair play, but fair play is good. Um, so obviously, they're away form. They have won four games. Um, and just quite a few, as I mentioned, the two of those were were um, 
Well, so it was Ipswich, Barnsley and Bristol Rovers. So they're capable. However, in the, the, against the bottom teams in Shrewsbury, lost 2-0, Cambridge lost 2-0 and Burton Albion lost 3-0. You know, that's that's an aggregate score of 7-0 to teams below below them in the table away from home. So to me, that shows that they, they're likely to have a go as such. Um, and, you know, they, they do have some OK players. They've got the likes of um, Regan Paul, who we know well. Um, there'll be a familiar face in um, in um, Joe Walsh also, and Lassa Sorensen. So that you know we've, they've got some players that I think we know are capable, um, but it appears they're only capable in at certain times because uh, you know they're just not being consistent at all this season. Um, and as you say, they I think they're one of the main reasons for that is the chance creation, and they've conceded thirty goals in twenty in 24 games so it's not like awful you know so teams that are above them such as Bristol Rovers they've conceded more um, they've only conceded four more than Plymouth have so you know they're, they're defensively they're actually a fairly organised team um, but I have a feeling that they're going to come to Stadium MK and they're going to you know they're going to think that there's there's a chance for them there so I think that hopefully that opens the game out a little bit and hopefully it's not as uh, much as a stinker as it may appear on the surface yeah, and if it is a bit more open game, Ross, they've certainly got a few players towards the top end of the pitch who can cause us some damage. So who are some names that you've highlighted out of their squad currently? I think Joe mentioned about the quality that they've got in their squad. Well, I've only highlighted one player because of a lot of their fans, just general consensus of um, recent results. That, I think going forward um, is where they're, str- they're struggling at the moment. They're just failing to be ruthless in front of goal. And I think that's... Slightly ironic, so I think we're quite similar um, to them, and then they're just conceding um, sloppy goals. But one player I just wanted to highlight was Jack Diamond. Um, the obviously a tricky winger, he's young. Um, he prospered at Harrogate Town last year, and obviously he's he's moved up and he's obviously came to Lincoln. And I feel like this is a player who um, has been. Well, it's been it's been quite poor in terms of his career, um, due to others um coming through, especially at Sunderland. If you just look at their team, especially last year when they did get promoted, um, they had McGeady, so they had some top top, top wingers, and then this year they had uh, Ahmad Diallo, Patrick Roberts. So I don't feel like Diamond was never going to get a chance in that team, considering if you're paying, I I assume high wages for them sort of players. I don't feel like you're going to trust a young 22-year-old who's not proven at that level. And obviously, he's he's went to Lincoln. And yeah, his figures aren't great, but he's someone who can create um, something out of nothing. And I feel like if you give him the time and space, he will hurt you. And um, I wouldn't be surprised in, what, two, three years' time to see him playing at Championship or maybe higher level. Yeah, there have been rumours, obviously, that he may be getting recalled by Sunderland. Um, obviously, we're keeping our fingers and toes crossed that that happens before our game on Saturday. But, um, you know, there's always these things in January where you know, players recall the potential for clubs to cash in on them. Morgan Whitaker's a good example of that with Plymouth and Swansea. So, who knows? Who knows? I mean, obviously, he's a standout. Was the, I mean, I think Ben House is a player who's also got quite a few goals this season. Maybe a player that I haven't heard much about. I know he was at Eastley previously, who are traditionally quite a good non-league side. They play quite good football for that level of uh, football in general. But 
Um, I think he's on the same number of goals as Diamond actually the year on six. But yeah, I mean, as Ross, uh, Ross Andre mentioned, the common theme for this side tends to be not scoring enough goals um, in the games where they should be doing it and hence why they are, they are 17th in the league currently. Okay, gents. Um, obviously, I would say let's guess the guys' lineup. I mean, Jacko's first lineup um, since the break, but I don't think you'll see too much different from the Plymouth lineup, to be honest with you. It was a pretty positive performance as we've all discussed previously. It was just I think when you come up against a team like as good as Plymouth, who are top of the league, you're gonna get punished regardless, um, considering we are in the league. So let's um let's get into our score predictions, how the game will go. Uh, obviously, Joe, you said that you feel the game might open up a bit. So are you expecting the teams to go against the norm and score some goals? No, because we've had chances and we've not been bloody scoring them. <laughs> uh, well, maybe Mo's been doing shooting practice for the last four weeks, uh, two weeks, last 14 days. Um, not that he needs it. I just think, yeah, just got unlucky against Plymouth, didn't he? He had three really good chances. I'd be more concerned. It's the classic case of Darwin Nunes, isn't it? Or you'll be more concerned if he wasn't getting the chances. Um, and we know what Mo can do. So, um, yeah, I, I think there'll be goals for sure. I think they'll, I think they'll get a goal as well. I don't think we're quite perfect. Um, but I think, you know, we're going to go with the four, in terms of lineup. I think we'll go with a 4-3-3 for sure. Um, I think given Dean Lewington's out and given, you know, Zach Jules maybe not being defensively as good as what he, you know, what we have seen maybe in the past. Um, I think, you know, he, he would, from what the sounds of it, Jackson would rather go on the front foot, especially against the Lincoln team who are low on confidence. They've won one in 10, as we said. So I think, that, you know, they're a team that are there to be got at. Um, and I think, I think um, it was Jackson that said in his, his update, he said something about how, you know, I want them to be up for the fight. And then if the other team aren't up for the fight, then we, we, we should, you know, be all over them. And if they are up for the fight, then our quality will hopefully shine through. And I really like that. And I think, you know, it's been quite a big build-up. And actually, under Liam Manning, when we had an extended break, when we came back, it was like, what the hell have we been doing for the last Well, he always mentioned about training, didn't he? He's like, I got trained on time, left on the pitch, blah, blah, blah. And then we came out. I said, we looked absolute shit. So I don't know what that was going on there. But I think with this one, you know, look, obviously I've not been there. I've not been at the training sessions. But I think we've seen in such limited time what he wants to do and I think we can almost look at Leeds United and look at how you know you know okay we we might be a bit more open we did see that against Forest Green however we we, we tightened that up against Plymouth for sure um, and it was moments of quality that cost us ultimately right um, so I, I, I mean do you want a score prediction from me just yet go for it go for it uh, I'm going for a 2-1 win I think we'll go 2-0 up and then concede a stupid goal. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be a home performance without one of them, is it? Yeah, it's uh, with with our record of, um, especially, especially in the league, uh, conceding two and scoring one uh, currently, it's hard to say we're not going to concede a goal. Um, and, you know, as mentioned, whilst Lincoln haven't been the best going forward this season, they do have good players that can still punish us. Um, and that's the same for us. But, so, I mean, I think we're very, we're very even. So, hence my prediction of 1 1 uh, is going to be my score prediction for this one. Um, I think we'll see a positive performance overall, one that we can, we'll be happy with. But, you know, ultimately, it's still very early in the process. And I think it'll lead us into a week where 
there'll be quite a lot of news coming through that will please us and may surprise us. But we'll see where we are next week. And obviously, we'll be around this this call once again, chatting about it. But no, I think it'll be a good point um, against the Lincoln team, who, as Joe said, on their day, are a pretty good team. They're just unlucky to be where they are right now. Um, Ross, what's your score prediction, mate? I've just um, just looking at a few stats, um, obviously, towards the game. And these two stats, they'll, they'll make you laugh because you know they're going to happen. But um, Lincoln haven't scored in seven out of their 12 away matches in League One this year. And then Lincoln have conceded a goal in each of their last seven matches. So expect a 1-0 Lincoln. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I, f- I do feel like... Um, the first, the, the team which will score first will go on to win the game. Um, I've backed us to score first to, and go on to win. But I feel I'm I'm on the same wavelength as Joe in terms of I do feel like um, set pieces um, and just giving away cheap penalties. Maybe, maybe that's still in the core of the squad. Maybe and it might creep into the game. Um, so I've gone with a two-one. Um, and I'm 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 back in Mo this time this uh, game, and I I think it will produce the goods. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I really do because, uh, yeah, he's made, pretty lucky against Plymouth, and um, he scores goals. Don't he? That's what he does. So I'm sure he'll do the same again. And if you want to submit your score predictions, uh, you can do. We're currently running a competition for a match ticket to Forest Green away on the following Saturday in Gloucestershire. So leave your score predictions under that tweet. Um, it'd be in the podcast description, but also visit our Twitter feed at MQ1 Podcast on there. Um, retweet and like that tweet, and you'll be entered, and we'll do a random draw uh, post Lincoln. Um, and I'll and I'll post a video of that, and the winner will be contacted straight away. So yeah, thank you to everyone who's to the podcast this week. So hopefully, I have a lot more news to chat about next week with regards to incomings, maybe outgoings. We'll see what happens, but hopefully, see you all on Saturday. Uh, until then, come on, you dons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.